This Lcast is recorded in front of a live streaming audience. Welcome to another episode of The Cellcast. Joining me today is a man who's, well, feeling a little gassy. Welcome, Jacob. Oh, you had to bring that up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, why, thank you. And let me do this. Our co-host, a man who's simply just dabbling into a little Goomba smashing. (laughs) Welcome, Drew. Well, you know what they say. Something about mushrooms and not eating the wrong ones in the forest because they'll kill you. Actually, there weren't many Goombas in this one. No, there weren't. I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> Actually, there were no Goombas in this. One. Oh, okay. There, there was a, some Koopa shells, but that's about it. Well, everything feel... else was from Mario Brothers too. Okay, well, I feel or you... Super Mario USA. Everyone. Well, I feel Yoshi. <laughs> it happens to the best of us right uh how are you doing man i'm doing much better um had to take friday off uh so if you guys who were planning to watch this the uh, stream live a uh, stream live on friday i apologize uh wasn't feeling that well and i just wanted to be at my um, on my a game for the for the show and just uh took the time to recruit so thank you again um uh, had a wonderful time with my girlfriend uh last night we did steaks and a dinner it was fantastic and i'll get into what we watched in the later segment Ooh, did y'all have a date movie yes we had a date movie okay cool yeah maybe a little more unorthodox um date movie but as long as y'all it's both something y'all both enjoy i think you're fine yeah so you can make romance out of anything that is true which explains the horror movies at the walmart in the the valentine's booth oh my gosh yes uh, what was that? Nate the posted Nate that? posted that, but I have seen that also because our Walmart has that. Yeah, I'm like, okay, I understand like half of this. If 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 any of you, be like, most of us have gone to a, your local yeah. Walmart wherever you live, you go to the the uh, the, the electronics the, like, department, look at the movies, and they have the setup where it's Valentine's, and half of it's like romantic movies, little Disney here and there, and yeah. the, the other half is horror films. Well, there were There's about five of those horror films that actually do make sense as a Valentine's thing right. because they're Valentine's related or romance related. Like uh, Warm Bodies, I know, is a is a romance between right. a, a human girl and a zombie. Yeah. Something about that doesn't sound right. No. Um, no. But there's a and i think my bloody valentine was in there yeah but some of those like i think uh friday the 13th was in there yeah it's like that's halloween that's not you there's no the only way that works as a valentine's movie is when the little when you when is when one of the two of y'all i was about to say the little girl but i realized no i know plenty of little boys would be in the same situation (laughs) (laughs) but when the more scaredy cat version a member of the couple jumps into the arms of the stronger version of the couple right. i don't know what i'm saying <laughs> i just tripped and fell uh, into that mud hole let's move on. on all right so yeah that's that was my that was my week uh week was pretty good uh friday was kind of rough uh mentally for me because i was beating myself over you know stupid crap but uh that's why i, kinda, I took took the day off or took the recording day off to record on sunday 
in which you be like, we should be, this should be out for sometime this week, sometime this week for you guys. So I cleaned my apartment or tidied up more than anything. And um, yeah, that's been bread. Sunday, Sunday was great. Really good message. Very convicting message from Dr. Mike. Thank Mm -hmm. you, Dr. Mike. And, um, And now we're here. And now we're here. So what have, what how have you been, Drew? I've been good. Uh, it's been a relatively slow, if not cold and wet week. Oh, you're not kidding. <laughs> uh, for the most part, it's been okay. Uh, Friday, I I took I did not volunteer to go in for the extra hours, and uh, did spend the afternoon on stream, nice building my very first gunpla. Nice. Which, for those of you who don't know what that is, the anime series mobile suit gundam mm-hmm. bandai the company that makes all those mm-hmm. uh they make these little model kits that are snapped together that uh that you can you know build and it's become a big hobbyist over in japan and kind of over here too and i will say from everything i read read i will agree it is very addicting mm-hmm. but it was a lot of fun to, to build that i got the whole thing done here in about three hours those of you watching on the stream it's right here next to Stitch's head. But uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun to build. Uh, probably going to do some more of that later, though not immediately. Nice. But uh, yeah, I enjoyed doing that. Uh, I recorded the last two Henshin Men episodes I'm on or co-hosting on uh, yesterday, so that was some that was fun. But other than that, that's pretty much my week. Cool. Uh, so Jacob, I have a question for you. What have you been watching? More accurately, what date movie did you and Ashley watch? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, first, I start be like, I, I love like finding random stuff on YouTube. So mm-hmm. I found two uh, two channels I've kind of fallen in love with. Uh, one is Part Time Explorers or Part Time Explorer on YouTube. Uh, it's a guy who he goes and explores uh, like shipwrecks and right. abandoned cities and abandoned towns like all over the country and canada and a whole bit so i find that really fascinating because it gives you a lot of like history that you probably would never hear about mm-hmm. so it's very fascinating another one uh, kind of fancies my 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 former toy collecting kind of bone uh former toy collecting bone <laughs> kind of kind of let's go there i was let's about to say that somebody suggest you not be in that particular hobby anymore no okay no verify i i I was unaware of the transition (laughs) from toy collector to former toy collector i wouldn't say former but it's just more i've slowed it down tremendously okay now that is fair yeah that is very fair very very tremendous um so uh okay uh okay geek uh he's a he's a toy collector and vendor from florida and so i found his channel just randomly and i was like this guy's actually kind of funny kind of looks my cousin looks like my cousin brian of all people mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh so i just i enjoy his uh enjoy his uh content uh so yeah i, I started following those guys um movies or documentaries we watched on me and actually watched on our date uh-huh. uh last night uh one is if you is american murder a the fam the family next door which is based off it's based off the uh, I forgot the uh, the actual case. It's a murder of a wife, a wife and their two their two daughters, like really young daughters, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it like it's really fascinating because there I had never heard of this case, right. never heard of it. 
So Ashley's sitting this is, there. This is the one Ashley was talking about y'all watching in, before Sunday school this morning. Wasn't uh, it? Yes, it was. Where you, where you said, I'm fairly certain he didn't do it. And and, and she she's said, like, um, yeah, he did. <laughs> it's like, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. He did it. <laughs> it's like, hey. But uh, yeah, it's really fascinating. Uh, be like, if you if you like true crime, be like, yeah, go watch it. It's really good. And so the movie that I, so here's the setup. Here's the setup. So we, we decided we wanted to do a date night. Right. Or just because it was like, it's, Saturday. It's Saturday. That's about, but, but it's about the only day we get because she works where she works and I live here. There, there is a good, what hour and a half distance from where you work versus where she works. Yeah. About an hour. Yeah. Hour, um, hour and a half, depending on traffic. That is true. So I was thinking where she lived, but never mind. I was uh, thinking where she works. Yes, exactly. There because both of y'all don't need to be taking the drive to meet the middle, if we're yeah. being honest. Yeah, that is true. On the weekday. So we decided to Especially go with, in this weather. True. So we decided to let's let's do steaks. And so we we uh, cooked some very good steaks. She she marinated herself. And mm -hmm. it was like that was very nice of her. Uh, she brought broccoli for herself. I don't like broccoli. So I made myself a massive potato. And that's I her. need to introduce you to broccoli and cheese. Huh. As in drench the broccoli with cheese so that <laughs> all of the health you would get out of the broccoli <laughs> is negated. <laughs> I've, I've cheese whiz is your friend. <laughs> or maybe oh, not cheese whiz. I, you might, maybe not cheese whiz. Whiz. But uh, queso maybe? Maybe. Que queso is easy to make. That is true. That is so true. So, so just, you know, Fondue your broccoli. That's all I'm suggesting. Fondue your broccoli. So we 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 both picked two films. Both two two films that is like, what movie do you want to watch? And something maybe you haven't watched a lot of. Mm -hmm. So I picked uh what was that first one? I picked the movie Frequency from 2000. Okay. And another one with Dennis Quaid in it, which they both had Dennis Quaid in. It. And so she picked she picked one, and the second one was Frequency. So we just want to watch. watch yeah, you might as well just watch Frequency at that point. Yes, and uh, that is one of my favorite films from the early two thousands. Uh, the the scene that cracks me up. I'm not going to spoil the film, but there's a point where uh, the father is writing on a desk, and it say, "I'm still here, Chief," mm -hmm. and that broke me beyond belief. Because I'm not going to spoil the film. Go watch it. You can go stream it like anywhere. Like you can go rent it. You can go rent it most places. It's not available streaming anywhere. But you can go. You can, you can rent it. Because this is just a little diamond in the rough kind of film. It's so good. Because if you're watching the movie carefully, you can tell what's going on. But it is so well done. Highly recommend it. Have you seen this film? No, I haven't. Okay. I'm looking it up right now. It's good. It's got Dennis Quaid, Jim Caviezel. And a handful of really, really good actors. And it's just one of those little gems that uh, it's about. Uh, it's got sci-fi murder mystery intrigue kind of film. And I really enjoyed that film. And uh, I just not like I just wanted to watch the film again. So that's Fair what we, we watched Frequency. So hold on. Uh, let's see. What was I listening to? What was I listening to besides uh, me? Besides this lughead. <laughs> uh, so I, I listened to uh, the first when you relaunched it. When you relaunched the podcast, right um, on its own feed. On its own feed. 
So for those of you who have been wondering why I haven't been doing Untangling Kingdom Hearts in the main feed, it's because it's in its own feed, and I wanted to, didn't want to, you know, bloat our podcast feed with my little side project. Mm. In fact, I'm still intending to go back and delete the old episodes out of our thing, but I hadn't done that yet. Yeah. So uh, obviously the the it's the Soulcast presents Untangling Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. Uh, normally, I listen to podcasts or audiobooks on half speed or half time speed, where I can I can be like you you can get through it faster and you gain right. more information faster. So listening to him talk at half speed is actually kind of cool. It's okay. That's kind of cool. As long as you're following what I'm saying, exactly. out, out of curiosity, because mm-hmm. of the way I'm setting this up now, which episode are you up to? Uh, I just finished the last one you put out. Okay, so you you are have listened to the episodes where I am spoiling stuff. Yes, later on in the franchise. Yes, but I wait till after the credits. Yes, you do, so which people, I thought was very creative. So that people who did not want to hear it could just like go go elsewhere. <laughs> okay, so I'm just curious. With have you been listening to the spoilers or yeah, I've listened to the spoilers? It? Okay, what are you, what are your thoughts on what I've said so far? Does any of that make sense? It makes sense. It makes okay. sense. Now, granted, even I've, when I, I go I know off, you, even uh, when I say stuff, it's like, oh, there's hundred different things that I haven't touched on. That, uh-huh. that, that, that even in the spoiler section, I'm just bringing up like it's nothing. Well, between between you and my brother Daniel, because Daniel loved Kingdom Hearts when it first came right, out, right? And you be like, you just like love it to death, and you'd be like. And there again, we do have an entire section where it's, you know, Kingdom Heart connections. And so... Which I mean, we'll get back to come Frozen 2. Yeah. Because I'll get to say everybody again on Frozen 2. <laughs> so yeah, be like, yeah, if, if you want to watch, if you want to listen to a a good dissection of Kingdom Hearts, go check mm-hmm. out that podcast. I am trying to give as much information in there as I can, but still being entertaining. Yeah, it's it's not it's not overloaded. It's not overload with be like, oh, this character who pops up, but no, they pop up actually here. Da, 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 da. It's actually very well done. I appreciate that. <laughs> All right. So uh, this is why I am writing a script. So I'm not going off on a tangent halfway through a sentence. Fair. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> I've um, gone off on the tangent three or four times just a week ago while I was typing the script and then had to get back to where I was. Chase that kingdom, kingdom rabbit. <laughs> Back to where I was. Chase Rabbit from Winnie the Pooh, yes. Uh, so <laughs> so I'm listening to... Or Oswald. Oswald, that makes it better. Uh, so I'm listening to Tom Clancy's The Hunt for the Red October on good Audible. Book, I'm almost book. I'm almost finished with it. It's a really, really good book. Granted, like I said... I uh, think it's better than the movie myself, but eh, that's just opinion. That's true, but also uh, Jack Ryan does appear... like he, More he's, in the movie. He's more in the movie, I agree, but... <laughs> I think it'd be like his presence is very much there in the book. It's just more there. They're having to go through. Like he's, he's just not like on screen uh, in, a, in essence frame. in the book for yeah. half of it. I agree. I agree. Uh, fun fact, the uh, nanny he has there at the beginning, mm. you know, that's the same actress who plays Dr. Crusher on Star Trek, the next generation. I remember that. Yeah. Fun fact. That movie is why she's not in the second season. And they had to replace Dr. Crusher for that whole season. Oh, because she was trying to get into the movie business. This was the one movie she got. They thought she thought that she was getting a bigger role. And she didn't. Oh, she's like barely in the movie. Yeah. And so she came back to the show because she was at least getting more screen time there. True. True. Um, If she was playing the mother of Will Wheaton. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) 
and would uh, later go on to have a weird episode with a Irish ghost on a planet that she was falling in love with somehow. That was a weird episode. Sub Rose is a weird episode. <laughs> but we're not here to talk about Star Trek. Continue. No, we're not. Uh, so that's all I've been listening to and watched. You. I want to also give a bit enormous shout out to uh, it's a Instagram page. It's a little a young friend of mine. Just wanted to plug his Instagram real fast. Uh, life dot of dot j or cj crook as in c r o c. Uh, this is a little guy that I've known from church, and just want to give his little uh Instagram a little shout little shout out. Uh, if you want to watch just uh you know a really cool little guy, just do goofy little things. Be like, go check his little Instagram out. All right. Since you are going ahead and giving your shout out, mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and give a shout out of my own. Okay. Because the co-host on my old show that didn't go anywhere. Okay. Yeah. He has gotten back with uh, someone he works with to make a show and they have just recently, you know, used that old Facebook page, which is how I found out about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> and we're using my artwork for a short bit, which I gave him full reign to do. So I didn't care mm. <laughs> the, the artwork I made for oh, okay. that channel. Uh, but the Comic Capital is the name of the uh, podcast where they're okay. reviewing comic books. Oh, okay. So, yeah, go check them out because uh, I'm, I'm fairly certain it's going to be a pretty good show. I haven't had a chance to listen to an episode yet. But, uh, yeah. Okay. But other than that, what I have been watching, Mobile Fighter G Gundam. <laughs> Mobile Fighter G Gundam. Okay. Yes. Uh, it is that is uh, the Gundam show that got me into Gundam ah. basically. Cause it was, let's face it. This is Dragon Ball Z, but with giant robots, Fair. deeper story. Yeah. Believe it or not. <laughs> um, I was watching a couple episodes of that uh, before we, the, we got ready with the show, uh, enjoying the fool out of that. Also, I have watched a couple episodes, um, I watched one up ep- the first episode of a certain anime that we have brought up the last two episodes. Hmm. I wonder what that is. Ah, Trigun. <laughs> Trigun Stampede. Oh, really? I, me and our good friend Chase yeah. watched the first episode subtitled. Okay. Last weekend on Sunday. Yeah. This is not Trigun. It's Trigun, don't get me wrong. They are making a lot of changes. Oh, okay. And some of them are going to take some getting used to and seeing where it goes before I'm fully into it. But uh, I'll put it to you this way. The entire, every mysterious thing that the first anime did, Mm. they give away in the first episode. Oh, I hate when they do that. If not the first five minutes. It really? starts in space. Oh, so with they, little uh, Vash and little Nine, not knives yet because he's not knives till he goes nuts. Oh, he's just nine right now. Oh, get uh, escape the uh, you know during when the explosion that caused them all to crash land on yeah planet Gunsmoke I think is the name yeah, of it. Gunsmoke, yeah, Gunsmoke. Yeah, it starts there. Wow. So, like, all all the mystery about you know who is Vash. Is, is this weirdo with in the red trench coat in the middle of the desert actually this bash the stampede everyone's saying about? Uh-huh. 
you know it from the beginning. They go, they, they're showing off every little thing that they took their time mm-hmm. to show us in the old show. Mm-hmm. They're just going off and showing it. Well, it's like, hey, which makes me wonder, A, are you telling, obviously you're going to be telling a different story. This is not intended to be a remake. Mm. It's just, or it's just a reboot that you're focusing on a different story, which is fine. Yeah. Except there's a lot of stuff I'm just going in on. It's like, eh, I'm going to wait for an English dub and see if maybe that run works a little bit better. I don't know. Cause that first episode, it was just a little, eh, plus this is using the 3d mm-hmm. animation which as you know with anime is a little tricky yeah it's a little crunch it doesn't work all the time and for some reason the animation between the animation and the characterization they made meryl look like she was made out of rubber hose oh okay. she moves like that she's playing this cutesy little girl Oh, which is not Meryl. No, it's not Meryl. It's not Meryl at all. I, she's a short, but she's and she's cute because of she's cute because she gets angry. Yeah, <laughs> in the you original, don't like it when she's angry. Right. She, she she's one of those people who's cute when she's angry in the original, mm. but now she's just being cute because she's cute. The anime girl who's going to be a journalist. Wait, I thought you worked for the insurance. No, I'm a journalist. Uh. <laughs> I hate you already. And then the other guy, the Roberto De De Niro, that you couldn't, you had a hard time pronouncing his name last week yeah. for some reason. He's just the serious guy who is serious for the sake of being serious. And I know this is first episode, so they yeah. can't go into as much story, as much characterization on these people as yeah. I want. And sure, different creative team who are doing something different. And yes, they're, but here's the problem Trigon is a manga. It's based on a manga. You're not adapting the manga, at least not directly. You are doing a very loose adaptation. It could be good. I has really, since I've already shown Knives Goes Crazy, mm-hmm. I'm already thinking, where can you where go? Where are you going now? Because you just spoiled everything from the first show. What is left? The only thing they really haven't shown is that he's half plant. Spoilers for the original Trigun. I should have said that a lot earlier. But so yeah, I wa- we watched that. We watched some more of that. Uh, earning eighty thousand gold coins in another world to save for my retirement because we needed a palate cleanser. Because <laughs> that was at least fun. <laughs> well, why don't you just go back and watch the original Trigun then? We might. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I am curious to see what Johnny Young, JYB does with uh, this version of Bash because it is a it is almost a different character. Yeah, which is debut, the original, which is debuting the already debuted the twenty first on Crunchyroll. I hadn't had a chance to look at it yet, yeah. but I hope he does a better job than what they were doing over in with what. I, I hope he fit, can save it. I'll put it that way. I hope he can save what they're doing. Mm. And but I suspect this is they're going to be trying to change too much, and it's not going to be it's not going to tell the story I want to see. But mm. besides the point, we don't even get to see his comedy that much. Mm. That's what's sad because you know Fash is supposed to be a little crazy. Yeah, we don't get to see much of the crazy. Not as donut loving, you know. There's antics. no donuts in this episode. Okay. 
Okay. The black cat that's a, that was an Easter egg in every episode of the old show? Yeah. Didn't appear. Okay. They took the author's insert character out. <laughs> okay. So this is the first episode, right? Yes. Now, like I said, they could change stuff. Yes. I am willing to give this three episodes for them to, to for them to show, give me a better taste of what they're doing. Because I'm assuming this is like, what, a 12 episode show, I think, probably. Maybe. maybe. At least it'll start off that way. So they've got to be getting to plot soon. Uh, but right now, I just don't really like any of the characters. And admittedly, some of that is because I'm comparing it to yeah. the old characters. Right. But that, that's kind of hard. That's that's really hard like it's like watching Velma because the, the, the except way except Velma does. I will say Trigun Stampede is at least somewhat trying to uh, pay respect to the older version to the manga, right? At least Velma was just like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if we if we subvert everything about these characters and and point at it go look aren't we being funny <laughs> oh shaggy says it's not high <laughs> he would never do drugs <laughs> isn't that funny that's what they're doing i know that's what they're doing i know i know <laughs> we talked about this last week <laughs> we did we did moving on yes, moving we- on <laughs> uh other than that, I, of course, I watched uh, four episodes of Common Rider to prepare for the str- uh, the recordings we did yesterday. Uh huh. A what show? Common Rider. It's just called Common Rider. Oh, Henshin Men is the podcast. Thank you. I was on. I said it. I said that earlier. Sorry, you did. But the show we watched was Common Rider, which cactuses is all I'm going to say. Cactus. Uh, <laughs> ow. Also, I think three of those titles of the episode titles lied okay <laughs> directly to us because because one of them was like we're gonna tell you who the great leader of shocker is they didn't second one is takeshi turning into a cactus monster he's not okay technically the third one i was thinking of he was unable to transform until next episode probably <laughs> not what would you say is the biggest thing every biggest tactic they say every everyone says the villain teams always never do in Power Rangers? Uh, what does everyone say the villains should do to to how how should they attack the Power Rangers? Uh, specifically, a, when attack them when their Megazords are forming. <laughs> how about when they're morphing? That is true too. <laughs> yeah, guess what? This last uh, second to last episode is uh, is a. Uh, is actually answering the questions like why is the why why can't do they not attack common rider when he's transforming it's like that's because they never thought of it there's a five second there's a half second gap where when he transforms he's completely weak to attack and so they freeze him in that half second between hongo and common rider <laughs> that's hilarious and are then going to force him to watch as they drain the blood of all his teammates to revive the evil shocker monsters that he's already defeated before and that was the cliffhanger wow <laughs> wow this was the cliffhanger nathan gave me which is why i'm gonna have to watch that last episode and he, he is i am going to record my thoughts for it for them to play on that show nice but uh yeah that's Common Rider is a wacky show. I can tell. It's a fun show. It's trying to be horror. Trying? <laughs> it's the word. 
Yeah, the word. Uh, in the same way that Turbo was trying to be serious. Mm. <laughs> Power Rangers Turbo. Wow. Uh, but it's still a good show. I, okay. I'm actually looking forward to Shin Kamen Rider, okay. which is uh, the adaptation that Hideki Anno who made your favorite mm. Evangelion show, right? Plus made Shin Godzilla and Shin Ultraman. Yeah. It's his adaptation of it, which is an adaptation of, of uh, this season. So I'm actually curious to see what he's going to do with this. Cause there's a lot of stuff where it's like, we don't know where we're going while we're writing this. We're making these plot puts up as we go along. <laughs> Especially at one point when they, when the real life accident of the main actor caused him to be hospitalized and couldn't be on the show for six months. Oh, and they geez. had to get another person. They had to make another character to, to be common writer. <laughs> All right. And then they funny. never remember. Oh yeah. This other guy, when, when he, when Hongo came back. Yeah. Oh yeah. This other guy exists or is he, Oh, he's over in America fighting more shocker monsters. Can't he come over? No, we're going to not talk about him. So it's special time to bring him up. It's like, bring Hayato back, you idiots. This should be both common writers fighting Shocker all the time. Anyway. Anyways, is that is that everything? That's pretty much everything. The okay. only other thing is I have been playing uh, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild because I'm replaying that. Okay. I am doing my best to try and complete every side quest, do every shrine, and uh before i finish the game because i want to see how much i can 100 it before tears of the kingdom the, the sequel comes out okay i am not going for all 900 korok seeds i'm sorry there are limits <laughs> i'm just going far enough to get maximum inventory i gotcha especially since half these stupid koroks are in weird places all right so interesting story because he, he talked about uh uh, Nathan over on Henshin Man, also on and Monster Island Film Vault, Vault, and on the Power Trip. Yeah, which the Power Trip is probably more apropos for what we're about to talk about. Well, what we're, about, we're, talking we're about, about to talk about. Yeah, what I'm about to talk about. So we went to a local GameStop. We had to go somewhere, and it's like, hey, can we stop here? Sure. Yeah, it was Game Exchange. Game Exchange. The Game Exchange. On the way was... back from the singles bowling trip last yeah, Saturday, which was fun. Yeah, I won both. Yay! Uh, so. We stop in there. I'm looking for a, a part for my old PS3 and just looking around, looking around, looking around, be like, oh, they got, they have movie posters and looking around, looking around. Like he finds a poster he wants. He's like, yay. I find a poster. Island. Like, oh my gosh. Yes. I'm going to take this in a second. And then I stumble across. They have they tons, have tons of, of Power Rangers 2017 team. posters. And we, we be like, I kept thinking, it was like, didn't Nathan like this movie? It was like, yes, for he some does. Reason. For some reason, he really enjoys this movie, and I like I, I just casually message him and is like, "Hey, what was your favorite character on this movie?" And he says, "The Black Ranger." It's like, "Okay, the Blue Ranger." Blue Ranger. I'm sorry, Blue Ranger. Just because it was an African American actor, that's not what I meant. <laughs> the Blue Ranger. He the, admittedly, he, that's what Saban did back in the day. They made the Black Ranger African American. Yes, me like it's. Just, Either anyway. way. <laughs> uh, so I asked him the question because like, yes, my Bill, Billy's my favorite character. So we sent him two posters uh, or Drew sent the posters and um, had an extra tube. Yeah, an extra tube. So be like, he got it. He did a uh, uh, a reel for it. No, he did a, a, a TikTok. He did a TikTok for it. 
So uh, go look, go look that up. Uh, Monster Island Film Vault, I think it is. Yeah, MIFV. Just search MIFV. MIFV. Yeah, on TikTok you can find it. Like it's quite hilarious. Apparently FedEx kind of crushed, crushed it, crushed the box or crushed the tube or went into the tube anyway. Yeah. So yeah, that was kind of a fun little thing we did on. I think that was last Saturday. Yeah, last Saturday. Yeah. So yeah. So, Jacob, what do we have in the news? The Cellcast News with your host, Jacob Heron. Thank you, Dealit. And what we have in the news is nothing, nothing really significant. Uh, I know there was an article that came out uh, with the uh, who would have directed uh, Scoob uh, Holiday Haunt. And well, what technically was, he did direct it. it well, he did direct released. it. Yeah, it was it was in it was in it was in pre it was in post production. And when they pulled it, yeah, and they talk about that Batgirl, which was already in post production when. Uh, HBO Max, uh, Warner Discovery decided to pull everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was interesting. Uh, other than that, not really much of anything, really. Uh, news-wise, unless you have anything else, I'm kind of stumped. Not that I'm aware of. All right. So let's go ahead and get into our spoiler-free thoughts on parts three and four of Rise of the Mushroom Kingdom. Certified fresh and spoiler free. So once again, I saw this about 20 years ago mm-hmm. on on school computers when I was supposed to be doing other work. Tis, tis, tis. And statute of limitations is long past. Yes. Those computers don't even exist anymore, probably. Mm-hmm. probably but not. Uh, this was actually, actually the last one I think came out my senior year. Mm. Um and I didn't even know he was doing them until uh, he, he was continuing until I happened to be on, go across Newgrounds and I saw, oh, part three is coming. That must mean, and then I watched that go, okay, obviously there's going to be a part four. Because I remember seeing part three come out and go, where could they go <laughs> after part two? And I was like, oh, that's where you go. That, that was an, that's an interesting take. Uh, this one, believe it or not, is not as bloody as the first two. Agreed. But yes. it is a lot gassier. Yes, it is very much more gassier. Oh my god. We went gosh. from being bloody and uh, bloody to being childlike. Mm. <laughs> very I mean, I guess it's immature in both senses of the yes, term, it in is. both in both of them, but mm-hmm. definitely we went a lot gassier. But mm-hmm. I actually think these are animated better. Yeah, they are. Uh, much better but yeah uh and it's still amazing that this was being produced in flash which at the time you have to remember it was just commands mm-hmm. and artwork that it sent to your computer that the browser then animated on the fly mm. you have to remember that's the difference it's not yeah. like youtube where there are frames of this everywhere mm-hmm. it, it, it's saving the individual frames of just showing one picture after another this was being animated live on your computer mm. while it was playing and i remember watching it and going this is amazing especially the uh the, the uh 
lead up into the fight with Mouser, the uh, the mouse he fights there at the beginning. Right, right. Uh, which is obviously a playoff of the Spider-Man 2 trick teaser <laughs> from that time period. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I enjoyed it. It was, f- it's fun. And yeah, go take a look at it. The links will, uh, this will be in the description, by the way, in the, in the, in the show notes. Yeah. Uh, like I said before, be like, I had possibly heard of these years and years ago, never watched them. Or I, I may have gotten a glimpse of them and like, okay, it's interesting. So I watched there again, watching this for the review. And the second one was, dare I see it better than the first? Yeah. Uh, By that, he means parts three and four. Yeah, parts three and four. That's what I mean. But overall, be like, I enjoyed this. Be like, it had a far, far more reaching story and has a little more depth and character to it as a story. Mm-hmm. And I was it's like, okay, this is built in Flash. And I was like, that is impressive. Yeah. And definitely how they do with, you know, little things here and there. But overall, it's really good. So, yeah, recommend it. Yes. And just to put it in, like, more perspective, the process I was describing was sometimes called tweening because mm-hmm. it was actually the program did the in-between frames. Yeah. Most animation done in Flash after this point was done like traditional animation where you drew each individual frame. Ah. This one was drawing those frames, the the, the, the frames between the keyframes on the fly. Oh, okay. Just to put that in perspective. Hmm. Uh, other than that, you want to go ahead and jump into the uh, into the intermission so we can get to spoiling of this? Yes. This podcast is a proud member of Culture Box. Whether you enjoy geeky reviews, comedy, or original fiction, you can open up the Culture Box and find something excellent for your soul. Point your web browser to culturebox.media. This week, we suggest checking out Geek Devotions. Geek Devotions is a collaboration of devoted geeks that are devoted to letting people know that they are loved. They are not just a podcast. They are an entire network of shows, podcasts, and YouTube videos that are designed to encourage and challenge people in the geek community, bridging the gap between their faith and their geekdoms. They produce a weekly geek culture-infused devotional. There is their podcast, Com Talk. There's another podcast where they read books, allegedly. There's also another podcast where uh, they look through the Gundam Watch. And uh, if you're into, if you like movies, just like we do, you can check out them reviewing bad movies over at the bottom shelf. So uh, you can find all their content and more uh, at uh, geekdevotions.com. The Cellcast would like to thank the following patrons. Josh Adams, Ashley Ruiz, Book of Gaming, to and get the on show plus uncut episodes, early access to the Cellcast plus reviews and special art from Jacob. Please donate to us on Patreon. I almost forgot, Paul. Sorry. <laughs> the following is a spoiler-filled review for Rise of the Mushroom Kingdom, parts three and four. Listener discretion is advised. Mario! Rise of the Mushroom Kingdom, parts three and four, were written, directed, and animated by Randy Solom. Uh, getting into the cast, once again, no actual uh, lines 
were recorded for this particular short, but it did use all of the uh, sound effects from the games. So because of that, Mario, Luigi, and Wart mm -hmm. were voiced by Charles Martinet, mm -hmm. with Yoshi being voiced by Kazumi Totaka. Yeah. Uh, getting in... Oh, uh, What's our info and stuff? Info and stuff. Uh, not much different from last no, week. No, there's not. Uh, there's no IMDW, IMDDB score. Uh, you can watch it on YouTube, originally on Newgrounds, uh, produced by Randy... Solom. Solom, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, distribution on YouTube, originally from Newgrounds. Uh, released on September 6, 2003. Remastered version was September... 14, 2019. That's all I have for info and stuff. See, my trivia shows a slightly different. It says part three was on uh, that's August right. 4, that's 2004, right. mm -hmm. and part four actually was on March 14th, 2005, which technically means I would have been in college hmm. uh, when it came out. So, yeah, okay. that shows you my memory. And then I the remastered you. version came out on August 14th, mm -hmm. 2019. Yes. But getting into the summary. Parts one and two of Rise of the Mushroom Kingdom were all a dream that Luigi, a prophetic dream that Luigi was having. As Luigi realizes everything he just saw was about to happen, he jumps, he races to save Mario. But in saving Mario, he ended up sacrificing himself, mm -hmm. to which Mario then himself goes on a revenge-filled killing spree to uh, the island nation of Subcon, which is technically also in a dream space somehow to <laughs> fight within a room to fight yeah, the inception is what this is yes. to fight the evil that is wart a frog monster kind of guy yeah aka the uh villain of super mario brothers 2 anyway getting into the trivia this uses sprites and special effects from the super mario all-stars versions of super mario brothers Super Mario Brothers The Lost Level Levels, Super Mario Brothers 2, and Super Mario Brothers 3, along with Super Mario World and Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island, and along with some sound effects that appeared in Super Mario Advance, which was itself a remake of Super Mario Brothers 2. Hmm. Along with the music from Super Mario Brothers, we also had the song Lacrimosa by uh, Mozart, but specifically, this is used because of the Spider-Man 2 trailer. Mm. Uh, the Black Gates Open by Howard Shore from Lord of the Rings Return of the King. Clubbed to Death, Curry Amino Variation by Rob Dugan from The Matrix 3. Mm. Rise, of the, Rise of the Matrix, Return of the Matrix. I don't remember. Matrix 3, that's all I'm saying. Um, and then PM's Love Song by Craig Armstrong from the movie Love Actually. Hmm. The Tombstones reference major Flash animators in the Newgrounds community, including Robert E. Four and Kranzing Studio and Kuhn. Hmm. There is a strangely prophetic thing, though, that happens in this particular video. Hmm. Mario using his hat as a weapon is yes. strangely prophetic of Super Mario Odyssey, a uh -huh. game that came out in 2016, I believe. Yes. Also, Mario breakdancing to distract his enemy. This is a little bit of a wider thing, but uh, as we know, in the upcoming Super Mario Brothers movie, mm -hmm. Mario is going to be played by Chris Pratt. Yes. 
who in Guardians of the Galaxy, Galaxy Volume 1, one uh, distracted Ronan the Executioner <laughs> by breakdancing. <laughs> oh, how weird life can be sometimes. Yes. The fight against the crab was it references the original Donkey Kong arcade game. Okay. And then I thought I'd go into a little bit of history on the character of Wart. Okay. Because I'm fairly certain most people don't really know who Wart is. You included, I assume. No clue. Okay. Wart was originally created for the game Yumi Kojo Doki Doki Panic, mm -hmm. which translates into English as Dream Factory Heart Pounding Panic. In that game, he was known as Mamu and had taken over the dream world of Moo. When that game, uh, when the original Japanese version of Super Mario Brothers 2 was rejected by Nintendo of America for being a slightly altered but with higher difficulty version of the original Super Mario mm -hmm. Brothers, uh, Doki Doki Panic was reskinned to use Super Mario elements and they renamed Mamu to Wart. Wart, though using that name of Mamu, mm -hmm. also appears in The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening as an ally to Link. Huh. teaching him the frog's song of soul on his ocarina interesting uh link's awakening though did use a ton of assets from the mario franchise because of its dreamlike qualities dreams are coming up a lot in this yeah. I'm noting. oh my gosh <laughs> uh but that's all i got for trivia what's your first like for this my first like uh it's a far it's a more deeper story than the first one because the first one was more revenge, revenge, revenge. And you get this, this dream be like, and like first watching be like, it was a really a dream or he just kind of like, he saw the future and he's like, he's, he tries to prevent his brother from being, uh, bombed. Yes. Oh, bullet build, bullet build. But, um, I enjoyed it. It's, it's got this, uh, they're going to be like, it's Mario going on his, his, his revenge quest. And then it turns into princess peach. Am I saying it right? Is yeah. it peach? Uh, we think of her as princess peach. Yes. Yeah. Technically at the time. No, no. Even at this time, we, they, they, super Mario 64 was definitely out by this point. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we would have known her as princess peach toadstool at the time. Yeah. So princess peach goes on this quest to find, uh, something, that turns out to be like it's a resurrection thing to bring back Luigi. Of course, it's the one-up mushroom. The what? The one-up mushroom. Oh, one-up mushroom. That's the right. Egg, the green one that gives you extra lives. Yeah. For some reason, being kept in a uh, a Bowser cemetery, which I found hilarious. It was like, okay, this is interesting because they're they're playing in like little cues here and there. Like yeah. the story, the story building is very well done. In this movie, or this short, or this pixel short. Uh, Overall, I really enjoyed the story, and it's be like, okay, I'm really intrigued. I'm hooked. And it's like, mm -hmm. and by the end of it, it's like, okay, the brothers are united. the the uh, The mushroom kingdom is saved, and it's not as it's nowhere near as bloody as the first one, but it's still incredibly well done. Yeah. So that's my first like. Uh, my first like are all of the little references uh -huh. to the Mar to Mario's uh stuff throughout the entire thing. Uh for instance, like I said, the crab fight being a reference to the original Donkey Kong arcade game. Yep. Um the all all the little things about that are different about Super Mario Brothers 2 ha having to be used in full here. Mm -hmm. Um 
you know, all those little things I, I, I actually enjoyed. Uh, when he's going down into the temple to go fight the wart the second time, mm-hmm. uh, you can see on the back pillars, uh, al- along with a sprite of the original Donkey Kong mm-hmm. on the pillars and the hierogly- hieroglyphs, there's also a uh, hieroglyph of one of the viruses from the Dr. Mario game. Really? Yeah. Huh. Uh, I think it's the red one, but do not quote me because it was just an outline, you know. Hmm. Um, but yeah, all of those little things, if you're looking in the background, uh, I really did appreciate. So yeah, that's my first like. What's your second? Uh, my second like would be the the continuing quest of revenge. Yes, revenge. <laughs> revenge is always, you know, kind of a, a dish a, best a served with call. vegetables, apparently. <laughs> Uh, I used revenge as a dish best served cold on the last episode. I agreed. But now it's just best served with vegetables. <laughs> uh, all right. So my second like of this film is that it definitely goes into the same vein of revenge. And it's be like there again, and the roles are reversed and that uh, Luigi sacrificed himself. And then Mario, like, in the previous one goes off to revenge the to to uh to revenge upon his for his brother against wart wart warts okay against a frog <laughs> who wasn't bowser <laughs> no he's not bowser no he's bowser not wasn't even in this no he wasn't he got he got munched on by some <laughs> no he's still alive that's right, he is because it's a dream sequence. He only died in the dream sequence. That's right. Okay, that's right. Well, never mind. I'd be like, I just, I just keep thinking, like, ow, wow, that's wow. Yoshi. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, this the 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 plot of revenge is so thick with the radishes, not even funny. And I I I enjoy that for the the revenge type. Definitely when you're kind of you're be like you're playing this very nice homage but playing it really twisted and dark and like using a lot of dark humor mm-hmm. but i really enjoy that i really enjoyed how they ended it with how luigi comes back after princess peach resurrected him and her little adventure with yoshi right <laughs> that was fun uh overall i really enjoyed this little short and yeah that's my second like my second like for this mm-hmm. is all of the original sprites he made for this agreed the first two he didn't do that many original sprites it was very light in sprite work mm-hmm. and mostly it was just modifying other sprites to you know make the yoshis look like murderers right <laughs> among other things right but in this one though we've got a ton of new sprite work because yeah, he didn't have as much to pull from fighting Wart as he did fighting Bowser. That is true. He had uh, so like nearly everything in there. Uh, there is one sprite of of Wart I am not a fan of, and I will talk about it later. Mm. But uh, the whole thing there, especially with the fight at the end where he where Mario catches Wart's tongue and then spins uh-huh. him around. Oh my gosh! That this was- is like. Okay, I know that wasn't from the game, but that looks awesome. Yes, agreed. Agreed. Uh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, 
this whole thing is just excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. Yeah, I I really did like the a lot of the original a lot of the original uh, sprite artwork. Not all of it. Mm-hmm. Get to that in a minute. But anyway, what's your third like? If you have one, I don't have a third like. All right. Uh, honestly, I don't either because I think we both forgot we needed three. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, the next one we, movie we actually record, S3. we need three. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> anyway uh first, first dislike that okay your first dislike. okay my first is like okay throw you know throw me that throw me that uh that mushroom uh my first dislike of this film i really don't have one it's so well done i understand be like there's some animation errors like that's like yeah. common yeah but that's it, minor in reality yeah i'll, I agree. I'll admit you there yeah but Honestly, I'm I'm trying to think. I'm trying to rack my brain with some kind of uh, default in this little short, and I just can't think of any. Oh, well, then I'll just hit my one, really. Okay. I don't like the back sprite of Wart with his butt showing. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I, I, two reasons. Two reasons. One, it's all it's, it's there just to be a, a stupid joke. Mm-hmm. And two... It doesn't make a lot of sense why someone would have a piece of clothing with a butthole on it. That's just a, a cape, I should say, with a butt with a, with a hole for the butt. Granted, it serves comedic purpose. Yes, it does. But I don't understand why Wart would have purchased that sort of thing. Because what advantage would it have? It make it easier for him to go to the bathroom? Maybe. Why wouldn't he just lift up the cape? Very good question. But that's, I, I don't, it, I, I know it's there just for the joke. Mm-hmm. And because, and it was definitely not in the original. Uh, now, Wart falling into the vegetable machine, that mm. is in the original, really? but he goes all the way in. He's not just stopped up in the top. Okay. So, yeah. But other than that, I think that's pretty much all our likes and dislikes for this. I think so. Uh, what are you rating it? I'm gonna give it a nine. Okay, I I'd be like I enjoyed the mess out of this little short, and I'm 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 sad to see uh shorts week go, but then mm-hmm. we're going into a new season. Yes. So yeah, highly recommend it. It's it's a little animation pixel goriness in some cases, but it's fun. Yeah. What about you? I'm also gonna give it a nine. I think because the and like we said, the animation is top notch in this especially for flash animation uh-huh. uh i thought it was very well done uh music choices were excellent very well timed the fight scenes were good uh because i I, just, I watched also watched it right before you came over just because just to make sure i yeah you had refresh i refresh mm-hmm. myself on it yeah and it's like there's not really a bad moment in this other than the fact that warts got a hole in his cape for no good reason uh but yeah so yeah i'm gonna give it a nine all righty well on this the sh- what appears to be one of the shortest episodes of the cellcast we've ever done we do actually still need to go into our thoughts on x-men the animated series yes, next we week though on the next episode mm-hmm. it's gonna be our fifth anniversary Woo! so join us next week for that but for now Magneto, master of magnet. 
<laughs> Previously on X-Men. Sulky, over-bulky, kinda hulky superhero Hot to fisted and electrically transistored superhero An exotically erotic and aquatic superhero The Marvel superheroes have arrived His amazing friends, Iceman and Firestar. Our first episode of this that we're reviewing tonight, today, whatever time of day it is that you're listening to this, uh, Slave Island originally aired on March 6th, 1993, mm-hmm. was directed by Larry Houston and written by Mark Edward Edens. In this episode, Storm, Gambit, and Jubilee discover that the island of Genosha is not the mutant haven it advertised it was. No. When they are forced into slave labor. They become torn between trying to escape, trying to lead a revolt, and just trying to survive. At the same time, a mysterious man appears with an agenda of his own, threatening everyone around him. That is the most gen- the last sentence is the most generic thing I have ever read. My name's Cable. I'm from the future. A mysterious man with an agenda of his own threatens everyone. That's like the description of every movie. Sorry. Mm. Guest cast for this one. Barry Flatman returns as Henry Peter Gyrick. David Fox returns as the Sentinels and is also voicing Master Mold and has one of my favorite lines. I'm still plugged in. in. (laughs) Brett Halsley plays Bolivar Trask. Stephen Wamet plays Cameron Hodge. Lawrence Bain plays Cable. Robert Cates plays The Blob. And Dennis Akayama plays Sunfire. Hmm. Trivia for this one. In the comics, Genosha is an island off the coast of Africa in the Indian Ocean north of Madagascar. Here it appears to be in South America. Hmm. Interesting. The phrase, knowledge is power, is an old aphorism with unknown origins. Hmm. It is never stated in the series whether the Thunderbird in this episode is the original John Proudstar or his brother James. Huh. James later became Warpath. At the time of the series, he was using Thunderbird to honor the memory of his fallen brother. Hmm. The DVD subtitles spell Moira's last name as Mac- MacTaggart, and s- mm-hmm. that just says the same 
Oh, MacTaggart instead of MacTaggart with the A in the first one and an E at the in the last one. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a common mistake even for the comics as it just generally considered an alternative spelling rather than a mistake. The flag of Genosha, as seen on the limo and factory, is a black bird on a red background, similar to the Nazi flag. Mm, yeah. Once again, for those of you who've listened to uh, Henshin Men know that's how you show how evil you are. You compare yourself to Nazis. <laughs> Very true. It is more likely than not that the Hodge seen as an ambassador here is not the same Hodge who was Beast's lawyer in Enter Magneto. Beyond the physical differences, Cameron Hodge would likely not help any mutant in court, and it's highly unlikely that he would go from being a defense attorney to an ambassador in such a short period of time. It is likely coincidence or, or possibly the two are related. However, though, both are voiced by Stephen Womet. The card trick that Gambit plays on the guards is known as 52 card pickup. Mm-hmm. Several mutants appear in the episode that were part of Cable's team of X-Force, including Cable, Domino, Barrel, Thunderbird slash Warpath, Caliban, and Richter. Cable may, sar- Cable may be sarcastic referring to himself as one of the wild men of Borneo, no. a pair of twins who were exceptionally strong and traveled as part of a freak show. Storm has the power to throw a ball of concentrated lightning. When destroying the dam, she is able to command the weather to shoot a straight bolt of lightning instead of using the ball. Mm. Four of the freed slaves are Mystique, Avalanche, Blob, and Pyro. They would later go on to form the Brotherhood of Mutants. One of the inspirations for Cable's voice was Clint Eastwood. Makes sense. After blowing up the limo, Cable stands over the driver like Eastwood's character did to the antagonist in Dirty Harry during the famous do I feel lucky scene? Mm-hmm. Well, do you punk? <laughs> Cable reappears unharmed and Hodge reappears with a vastly altered body, but leader is never seen nor heard from again, apparently dying, even though all were together when the flash flood hit. Despite ending on an obvious cliffhanger, it does not end with to be continued as the mm. previous two episodes did. Nope. In Cold Vengeance, Aurora was captured in her civilian clothing while the others were in uniform. Yet all three are in uniform here. It is unknown why the Geonosians would change their clothes. The episode takes place not long after Cold Vengeance, yet the moon continues to be full in both episodes. This is an issue throughout the series as the moon is perpetually full. What caused the sudden overnight change of heart in Sunfire and the other slaves regarding the revolt that's what i would like to know right the phone number is long enough for a call inside the united states but long not long enough to reach scotland from there it is also missing the 44 country code for scotland when the slaves march just before jubilee's revolt sunfire leads the line but in the next shot north star appears in front of them in the following shot richter and aurora appeared just before caliban behind caliban uh, of the non-X-Men slaves, only Sunfire is named. This is uh, the first appearances of Mystique, Pyro, Richter, Blob, Feral, Avalanche, Caliban, Sunfire, Northstar, Aurora, and an unnamed bald gray mutant. Hmm. Uh, Trask's first name of Bolivar is still not mentioned. This is the first mention of Mer Island. 
Gyrick mentions the Sentinel Mall attack from the first episode. Mm -hmm. This is the first appearance of Cable. However, it is never stated how he went from mercenary in this episode to time traveler in his later appearances. This is the only appearance of leader uh, in this, and in this episode, Beast is neither seen nor mentioned. Mm. Poor Beast. What are your thoughts on this episode? This, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, I've always liked uh, Gambit as a character because mm -hmm. he's he's the... He's not the anti-hero, but he's more be like, I'm going to... most 90s hero. On he's this. very much We've most 90s. on this so far. Yes, I agree. I agree. Be like, it's... Be like, I'm I'm loose, I'm loosely with the good guys, but mm -hmm. you pay me enough, I might go to your side. Be like I'll, I'll turn tote uh current turn coats in a minute. But like the story's good. I'd be like, there's a lot of animation errors where characters are flip-flopping positions, but mm -hmm. like <laughs> Storm shows up in her civilian outfit while Gambit and Jubilee are walking around in their in the last episode in their 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 uniforms but then like all of a sudden storms in her outfit in this episode like what the heck and i like, am, i am fully convinced they had to have been making these episodes like a lot of them at the same time mm -hmm. so a lot of things that were happening by that were one one team might have been working on mm -hmm. the other team may not have been aware of and that's why we get things such as uh, the last two episodes where we had the picture be entirely different between episodes. That is true. That or is in so this true. one, uh, like you said, mm -hmm. or we said Storm's costume being different between episodes, even though it doesn't make any sense for it to. Granted, as kids, we would not have noticed. No, we wouldn't have. But as adults, we're very aware of things. <laughs> Interesting note, this is the second character created by Rob Liefeld to show up in X-Men, the animated series. Oh, yeah, because he didn't create He created Cable. Gable. Yeah. He also created Deadpool, who had one quick scene. Yeah, and he never <laughs> a couple showed... episodes ago. No, yeah. he shows up apparently in one other episode. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't think. I think it's so. It would a still be his pre, uh, wisecracking version of him when he does show back up. Mm -hmm. But I don't. From what I understand, he it's not a big part because mm. he shows back up when they get into the Weapon X stuff. Yeah. So like, it's a it's a good episode. It's, I really don't know how to describe this episode. It's okay. It's decent. It's mm -hmm. not like one of these like really deep stories, but like, yeah, Jubilee tries to do a, tries to do the uh, revolt and it fails miserably. Mm -hmm. And, and just like things just fall into place with the story. And it's just like, it's a good story, but it's just kind of like a meh kind of story. Right. Like cable show, like you said, cable showing up as a mercenary, and the next thing you know, he's a time traveler. Yeah, and obviously, like he's he's in his X or his X Force uniform. He's got that big X on him, but he's like, oh, I'm a mercenary. But you're an X Men. Confusing. Well, no, he's an X Force, not an X Man. Well, X Force, X Man. I'm from the future. It's all connected. Yeah, it's all it's all connected. Either or. Uh, it's it's a it's an okay episode. Yeah, it's this is not a great one. No, it's but not. it's uh, we do get some more. Uh, this, this does continue on the Sentinel story mm -hmm. that we have not seen since the first two episodes. Yes, agree. And it does introduce uh, Master Mold, which is literally something that makes no sense to me whatsoever. Yeah, I get that you have a machine that can mass produce Sentinels. That is not the problem. 
The problem is it can stand up and walk like a sentinel. <laughs> and like we said earlier, he does have my favorite line. I'm still plugged in. Oh, like, of course you are. You big tin can. <laughs> you could unplug yourself, but oh, do you have a battery? There's a question. Yeah, it was the 90s. <laughs> it was the 90s. Probably a giant Duracell. Probably. And both feet. <laughs> yes. And it might run for 20 minutes. <laughs> if you're lucky. If you're lucky. Duracell, no, that size, it would take about 30 D cells mm. in each foot. So interesting side note. So when you have younger brothers and you all have Game Boys, be like, and all of a sudden be like, you pick up your Game Boy and it's a little lighter. Try to play it. Then plug in or nothing. And someone stole your batteries. <laughs> all four of them. All four of them. Because the original brick Game Boy had four double used four double A's. Yeah, and it might run for like an hour. Which is still better than the Sega uh, Game Gear, mm. which used six double A's and worked for 15 minutes. I've heard of that. <laughs> I, I, we are both exaggerating both of these times. But yes. Yes. Anyway. Mm -hmm. Uh but yeah, this was this is a good episode, and I, I think we're ready to move on to the next yes. one. Yes. Unstoppable Juggernauts. Yes, the Unstoppable Juggernaut. Uh, directed by Larry Houston. Written by Julianne Clem. In this episode, after the X after the Xavier Mansion is destroyed, the X-Men search for the culprit and stumble upon two strong mutants. Mm -hmm. And I did not write which when this episode aired. Hang on just a second. This episode aired March 6th, 1993. Thank you. I ran into some issues starting with this episode as uh, my previous starting with this episode, the uh, primary uh, uh, source mm -hmm. quit doing episodes. They only did up to Slave Island and then they stopped. Okay. They have all the rest of the episodes, but it's like when you go onto that wiki page and you can tell the page was made in a, was, was made uh, like immediately, uh, by template yeah and no one's filled the template in yet mm. every episode after this is like that on wow. the, where i was using it wow so yeah i bear with me i don't have as much trivia for these going forward uh but for this one we got colossus and juggernaut both being played by rick bennett really mm -hmm. uh in this episode beast is seen reading the book civil disobedience by henry thoreau makes sense when wolverine attacks colossus at the construction site Colossus throws Wolverine into a pile of rubble. Wolverine comments that this guy's got a great arm, probably referencing the fastball special. Yes. A signature move from the comics in which Colossus throws Wolverine at the enemy at great speed. Mm -hmm. uh, in this episode, cast regular Gambit does not appear. Mm. And shame, for shame. Uh, a little bit of extra trivia from about your co-hosts, Colossus was my favorite X-Men growing up. Really? Yeah. Good to know. <laughs> so why did you like Colossus so much? He's big and made of metal and could kick Wolverine's butt in this episode. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> no, it's just, I, I always liked Peter. Yes. He was always, I, I just enjoyed his character probably a lot more than I liked a lot of the other characters. Uh, probably not as much from this because I, as a kid, I did have like a young reader's novelization of, giant size x-men okay that which was the comic mm -hmm. that introduced right uh, colossus and 
it went into a little bit more depth in this character and how he joined and his thought process. And sure, as a kid, I knew nothing about the Ruskies. Mm-hmm. The Ruskies. The Ruskies. <laughs> so I, I kind of knew they were the bad guys in a lot of situations because mm-hmm. cartoons. But this was a good guy. It's like, yeah, he's good guy, but he's not bad guy. Right. <laughs> He's the kind of man that would crush sparrow eggs between his thighs. <laughs> you didn't know I could do Zangief, did you? <laughs> That's a pretty good Zangief. <laughs> but that is kind of what this character is. He does very Zangief. <laughs> except he's Colossus. He's a he's Colossus. Like, I did nothing wrong. <laughs> I, did, I did nothing wrong. I was just attacking this man who was, uh, who was stealing from the bank. You did it the wrong way there, Colossus. <laughs> yeah, there again, no, no offense to our, our, our German listening audience there. Or Russian, for that or matter. Russian. That's what I meant Since to say. Sorry, Russians. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. We do not blame you for what your leader is doing to uh, Ukraine. Moving on. Uh what are your thoughts on this episode? Oh, besides being tongue-tied, uh, I, I love this episode. It's uh, we we get this really significant point where be like they discover the X the X mansion is destroyed for some reason. Right now, we know that some big guy, uh, Juggernaut, showed up. Yes, destroyed it, looking for his brother, mm-hmm. and it's the X Men trying to figure out where this guy is, and it turns into this really really good fight. Right between the X Men and the Juggernaut, with the help of Colossus, the the point where I I'd be like, it's good storytelling where mm-hmm. you use Rogue the right way, yeah. where she uses her absorbing powers and it's overwhelming for her, and yes. it's just it's so well done. Like I, I love it when when they use story points definitely with Rogue, or they really deep dive into a character's mm-hmm. story, and. I just found that really fast because it wasn't just me like, oh, she absorbed his powers and she goes ballistic for a second. It like goes bananas. Yes. Like it's interrupting with everything. And I, I well, really find that fascinating. One thing that's interesting about this episode, since we are using the juggernaut, mm-hmm. is that this is the first time in X-Men, the animated series, that we realize there's more than just mutants out there who have powers. Yeah. Because... I'm Juggernaut's the first one who's not a mutant. X-Men 3, The Last Stand. Oh, my. No, wait, that, yeah, he was yeah. in that one. Yeah. He was also in Deadpool 2. Yeah. He wasn't a mutant then either, Deadpool. <laughs> He's not a mutant. He's the brother of a mutant mm-hmm. who used magic power so he could kick his brother's uh, wheelchair-bound butt. butt. <laughs> <laughs> but it but if you go by what the cartoon does be like in some cases charles can move his legs <laughs> apparently <laughs> i assume he's got some telekinesis over his body i would think he's just telekinesis is not one of his actual powers that would be gene gray's hey. powers yes because oh because fake because pseudoscience yes and then you'd be like, and you get uh, again, probably one of my favorite characters between Jean Grey and Cyclops. You get Jean Grey and you get to use more of her powers. Yes. And uh, you, there's more introductions to characters. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I love it when, because we're in episode seven yeah. at this point, or six. Yeah. Sentinels one and two. 
Yeah, this is six or seven. Episode eight. Okay, I'll go with eight because that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, episode eight. So, yeah, it was just be like, uh, because we were getting into the groove of like actually telling stories besides Storm <laughs> and her claustrophobia. Yes. The entire, for the last three, like, Maybe and, like five episodes we've seen her and, and her incredibly changing skin color as a child. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. But either or, I just I, I love it when they they're starting to develop characters more. Uh, we got a little more Wolverine, which I like, and then I know later on we get a lot more character development with other characters. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just really love it when they start stepping into using characters' abilities. Right. It starts stepping into, like, character backgrounds and that kind of stuff. I really, really enjoy that. Well, granted, up until this point, it's been more of a, we've got to introduce and cement who these characters are mm-hmm. as archetypes. Yeah. And now we're finally getting into, here's why they are that way. Mm-hmm. It's just for some reason, a, a Storm's claustrophobia has come up more times than necessary. <laughs> Four episodes already. In four. a row. In a row. Four episodes. It's like, we get it. You're claustrophobic. I mean, it did hammer in home when she got locked in the locked in the box in the last episode. Yes. It's like, oh, yeah, I bet this is hell for her. Uh-huh. <laughs> She's going to go nuts. Uh-huh. But anyway, uh, this is a good, fun episode. Mm-hmm. Like, we get to my fit one of my favorite characters. <laughs> and another favorite character, because let's face it, the Juggernaut is a cool villain. Yeah. And it's fun to see him in there, especially with his ties to Xavier. Charles. Yes. His brother. <laughs> Charles, come out and play. <laughs> That's more Scottish than anything. Yes, it was. It was very Scottish. <laughs> Either or. <laughs> I'm, I know we won't get the famous line in here because it doesn't appear officially till, what, X-Men 3? Yeah. I think. But let's face it. He's the juggernaut! <laughs> <laughs> no, I should do this better. He's the juggernaut! <laughs> Thank you for censoring me there, Deepla. <laughs> this is a family-friendly show. Anyway, you got anything else to no, add before we I, do this? I, they're gonna, I, I do like I do like they brought in uh Colossus. I don't know if he shows he shows up again. I know he, that. He, Colossus does come back later on, but he's gone for a while, I believe. Yeah. Like he'll show back up sometime in like the second season. Mm-hmm. I think I would have to go look, but at this point I'm just gonna wait till he shows back up. And I go, oh looky, it's Colossus, my favorite man in this. <laughs> My favorite X Men. I'm just curious who is who was yours growing up. Mine was mine was always a toss up between uh, Cyclops and Jean Grey. That's fair. That's very fair. I like mm-hmm. them too. I like Jean Grey once we find out that she's Phoenix, right? <laughs> because I remember watching this show originally and going, "Oh yeah, everyone else gets the cool nicknames in their title cards, but you just get to be Jean Grey." Right. Yeah. Who are you? Why do I care? <laughs> Why does your costume go all the way up to your hairline? <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, you're telekinetic. Great. You're just Xavier's little protege. Ugh. 
either or. I said protege. Yes, anything worse than that. <laughs> Cyclops would not be happy if there was worse than that. Yes. But thanks, comics. But then you get later on and, you know, you get the whole Phoenix saga and you're going, mm. oh, she's actually a good character, cool character. Okay. Then you get older and you find out the actual character histories and go, oh, she was created so Marvel could copyright the name Marvel Girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the reason she was yeah. created. By yeah, the way. exactly. Because they were already in fights with DC over Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go look up Comic Drake episode on Captain Marvel on the name <laughs> Captain Marvel. That is an interesting history of those of Shazam and Captain Marvel. Yes, but besides the point, I think that's going to be the end of this episode for I us. Think so, like we said, next week we are doing our big anniversary episode, which means. We're not reviewing X-Men, the animated series, wah, wah, next wah. one, because it's just going to be a regular episode. Yes. But join us next week for that. Uh, in the meantime, this is Drew. This is Jacob. And we'll catch you in the next frame. Yoshi. You can follow Jacob on his Facebook at Jacob B. Heron. His Facebook page, Jacob's Daily Art Corner, where he tries to draw each and every day. His Instagram at Jacob B. Heron. His Twitter at Jacob Heron. And his letterbox to Jacob Heron. You can find Drew on Facebook at Drew Dodgen. His Facebook page, Drew's photo bin to see his photography. His letterboxed page at GGeorge759. His Twitter at GGeorge759. And Instagram at Drew Dodgen. You can like us on Facebook at The Cellcast Podcast. On Twitch at The Cellcast Gaming. On YouTube at Cellcast. On Twitter at Cast underscore Cell. The Cellcast can be found at Apple Podcasts. Google Play Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else fine podcasts are downloaded from. Please rate and review us where you found us, and also on Podchaser. Email us at thecellcastpodcast at gmail.com. The Cellcast is a proud member of both the Pop Americana and Culture Box Media Networks. For more information, please see the link in the description. Our theme song is Drop and Roll by Silent Partner. And remember, that's Cell with a single L. Dear King Wart, are you aware of the ancient Koopa proverb that revenge is a dish best served with vegetables? There are many vegetables in Subcon. Yoshi! <laughs>